Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello everyone and welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast. It's been a good weekend for Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, officially our best ever start to a Premier League season. Thank you very much Antonio Conte for playing the boring football required to get us out. <laughs> Aren't I naughty? What a naughty start to the podcast, isn't it Connor? How are you doing mate? Yeah, very well mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Do you like me being edgy there? Uh, I'd, yeah, I mean, I've, I've never known it to be any other way, mate. How, how are you... Uh, look, it is Tottenham's best ever start to Premier League season. Let's, you know, whatever. We'll forget the culture war about Conte for now. Is it starting to click, though? I mean, yeah, I can't really believe that there's a culture war. Um, and I couldn't really believe that there was part of that was part of our own fan base uh, up until recently. Um, I know you've had uh, your qualms, <laughs> to, put it, uh, to put it lightly. Um but yeah, I mean, I just, I'm a bit baffled by it, to be honest. I, I, and I don't think people would care if we were playing boring football, if we weren't doing so well and getting results, to be honest. I think if we were, you know, playing the same football, but we were where, you know, Liverpool are ninth or 10th, I don't think anyone would be asked. But I just think they're a little bit annoyed that we, we keep getting results um, and we, we don't seem to be going away. So I'm all for it, mate. Do you, uh, do, do you see, though, that, because I would say sort of since Frankfurt, obviously Brighton, which I, I vaguely remember um, <laughs> well, from yeah. the other day. Well, I know uh, for a fact you don't remember all of it you had your <laughs> eyes closed. But... <laughs> uh, and what was that last game at Everton? Like, the football's been getting better, right? Hasn't it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it, it really has. I mean, as is often the way, the first half was um, pretty, uh, yeah, not particularly memorable. Um, but it often seems the way which is so much better second half I was in the pub watching it um, obviously oh, you're right. <laughs> and um, with no other Spurs fans and uh, a Newcastle fan my mate Jack was saying that, that's a bit shit wasn't it I said we'll, we'll be a lot better in the second half because we always are for some reason whether that part of it you know possibly reserving energy if it's just biding our time and trying to figure out the opposition but we, we always seem to be better in the second half and I was really confident at half time and yeah, I thought we were brilliant in the second half, to be honest. I thought Everton did all right in the first half, did a pretty decent job on us in the first half, but I thought second half they were just, yeah, no no better than they were last season, to be honest. And they have been a lot better this season. So it's, it's no mean feat, really, doing it in the in the comfortable way we did, bar one or two little um, squeaky bum time counters in the, uh, in the first half. But yeah, I was really, really happy with it. I thought it was very, very comfortable. And as you said in the immediate reaction pod, it's, it doesn't really feel like we've had those games, those home games where, you know, I was pretty, 
pretty much 100% confident we were going to win yesterday. Uh, sorry, Saturday. And uh, it doesn't really feel like we've had that for a while. Like these home games that you can almost, almost tick off in your mind before they're played. Um, but I thought that's exactly how we played it, to be honest. And I thought we were really good. Yeah, it, it, it is mad, isn't it? Because to, to give him his dues, you know, very big of me. Um, but the thing I would mostly say about Antonio Conte is that he's pretty much, in a very short space of time, restored Tottenham to the place that we were. We're not, we're not talking stylistically or anything like that, yeah. but in a belief sense of not far off sort of peak Pochettino where we are going into some games thinking, I, I feel uncomfortable feeling this way as a Spurs fan, but you'd think we would be winning this game. And we are, you know, like you say, Everton, they're much better this year, right? They've been playing all right. Lampard, Best defence in the league, yeah. Best defence in the league. You know, and they... But I think they didn't register a single shot in the second half. No, they didn't have a shot on target all game, but not even a, not even an attempt in the second half. If you, if you think about it as well, when I was, I was watching it back, I believe it's for their their first chance um, that the what's the name the winger lad missed. He, he oh, Demario Gray, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't do much of it, but that only came from an error on our side as well. They didn't even yeah. create that. You know, Hoiberg. I'm, not just jumping on the opportunity to dig him out. He did fuck up in the build-up to that. Yeah, he did. Ben Sankor did with the other one as well. But yeah, and you know that's that's kind of it's 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 always telling when you're reducing <coughs> an, uh, an opposition's chances to ones that are of your own kind of making. But I just I felt like we were we were really really good in that game, and <coughs> when we are did, starting, yeah. to, starting to turn over teams like Everton, kind of. I mean, we always it's probably not the best. Because we generally do always turn over Everton, but still, it's always just a sign that you know you're you're kind of you're you're a good side. We we know where we're at at the moment, right? This is the kind of this is Tottenham in the good cycle. This is Tottenham in the kind of the good place when we turn up to games like this, get turning up to Brighton away and winning there, winning comfortably, being top of our Champions League group. A lot of this stuff, it does start to kind of melt away, right? A lot of the concerns and everything like that around the outside. Um, I mean, there's a big red concern on the outside, but we'll talk about that later. Um, the, you know, a lot of this other stuff, this kind of, I, I was even, this is the point I was trying to make. I've got this for later on in the running order, but it, it feels comfortable to talk about it now, you know. I was, I was making that point the other day about Emerson Royale and the sort of the hyperbole around him. People being like, he's just the worst. It couldn't get any worse than that. And I, mm. my only point to it is this. And I, I don't, I'm not in love with the guy. Like, I'm not. I would rather see Doherty playing there. I'd rather even see Spence playing there than Emerson Royale. But he still played most of the season. And we've had our best start to a Premier League season now. And we're top of our Champions League group. <coughs> it feels like I, we yeah. don't have any massive problems. Things can get better, I get that, but I don't think there's any like glaring real issues at the moment. Well, and the thing is, I've, I've, I've been very, very pleasantly surprised at how quickly we've sort of turned around and, and turned around um, just a general feeling in, in the club and among the fan base from that, that sort of fortnight period where we lost it lost at uh, Sporting and then obviously lost the North London derby but it somehow seems a long time ago even if it was a couple of weeks ago because so I think we've we've just sort of carried on where we left off before that really in terms of momentum we seem to have recovered that pretty quickly which I think is a sign of a, a very decent team um, that's the thing I think 
I know we haven't said their name yet, but I think we have on Arsenal is, and we saw it with them last season as well. I know that I know that they, they lost once to Man United this season, and they seem to have come back okay. But I think if they have a couple of results that don't go their way, I think you might see it um, not crumble. But I think I think they're they're going to find it a lot harder than we do to sort of get back up and running again and get that momentum back. Um, so yeah, well, that's what I'm banking on, and that's what I tell myself when I'm trying to go to sleep at night. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've been delighted with the turnaround since the North London derby. We seem to have really used it as a, as a positive catalyst, which has not always been the case with those defeats. Um, let's uh, let's talk about Harry Kane because I mean, f- fucking hell, mate! It's 400 appearances from now, 258 goals, 61 assists. You know, it's a guy that's gone from a, a literal meme um, yeah. to, let's, you know, arguably the club's greatest ever player. Uh, I dare say he will be considered that once he breaks Greaves' record. And if, say, we get our hands on some silverware, get a nice photo of him lifting something. Um, that's, that's all I want, man. I've got a picture of Harry Kane with a trophy. You know? Put it on my bedside table. I'm sure there won't be any issues with that. But that is generally what I want. And that's, you know... I don't know if it's a Champions League or Premier League. I mean, because we just could, we just have that forever to just to go back with anyone, go back to anyone. Sorry, any opposition fans talking out their asses about him, just go back with a picture of him holding a fucking trophy would make it a lot easier. Um, but yeah, I I thought he was phenomenal. I really did for the whole ninety minutes as well. I mean, his fitness is is just incredible, as is the the rest of the team. But you know, his sort of energy levels, if if you, if you will. Uh, been questioned a bit in the last couple of seasons in terms of, you know, he looks like he's um, slowed down a bit. He looks a bit off the pace while he's still been banging in goals, obviously. But he was still sprinting, you know, towards the end of the game, taking players on, creating chances from it. Um, there was one bit where um, right up in their corner, um, he just slid it past two people and sprinted through them. Uh, he's he dinked over the back have... of his head as well, he did. So, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, exactly. He seems to have recovered that quick burst of pace, which nobody sort of associates Harry Kane with but he really does have one uh, and he seems to have really recovered his, his fitness and he's probably the fittest he's, he's been uh, for a good three or four years um, the, the, the funny thing is right because you, you're touching on there and it is it's stylistically right you're seeing him kind of do hometown glory they put out the uh, the tweet the other week sort of asking for some of the best underrated goals Um and I was sort of talk, deliberating between Kane's two against Chelsea when he sort of first arrived as a player, if you like. I think it's that New Year's yeah, Day yeah, fixture yeah. against Mourinho's Chelsea. Where he rolled, rolled John Terry and put it bottom corner. Yeah, and then the second goal when he's kind of... He, I can't remember who else. I think maybe he did Terry again in, for the second one. Where he but, just... Yeah, we just hit, cut inside and hit a bottom corner from about 30 yards. Yeah. And that used to be his favourite goal. <laughs> he used to do it all the time. Well, that's it, cutting him from the sides, wasn't it? I mean, let's not forget yeah, the, just the mask. Yeah, just bottom corner, yeah. But a lot of that, that kind of that, that directness he had, like running at players. And also, yeah, he's got... It's funny, because like you say, people don't really associate him with this stuff, but he has got fairly quick feet. And you saw that again yeah. in this in this Everton game when he sort of he, he didn't, he sort of mazed around a couple of players and he just, it just got away from him a bit. And yeah. um, Pickford got on the end of it. But... He just he seems he seems really really fucking up for it now. It's like he's suddenly got the bit between his teeth. You can tell he's starting to believe. And I mean that's that's nine goals in ten games now, man. Like yeah, exactly. Which yeah would you know be 
it'd be well, he'd definitely be top, wouldn't he, if it wasn't for that big, uh, the big Viking freak at sea, um, at and he'd be favourite for the Golden Boot, which you know you haven't really, uh, especially last season, it looked like that that sort of thing might be a bit beyond him now, like going properly going for Golden Boots and going for you know he's on course for at least thirty, you know, this season. It it did look, you know, a couple of times in the last couple of years that that was that was going to be behind him. But yeah, I think if it's you know if it's just he's had longer with Conte now, you know, we've we've we've, we've actually got a proper coaching setup, which hasn't always been the case the last two or three years. Um, but yeah, he just I wasn't sure that he was going to be able to rediscover levels like he's, he seems to be hitting this season. Even the start of this season when he was picking up goals, he wasn't always playing that well. Um, but the last few last few games, especially the last couple of weeks, he seems to have really uh, really found a level again. It does seem to be always the case of Harry Kane, right? And this is this is kind of part of his, I guess his whole, I don't want to say shtick, but like the messaging that he's putting out into the world now. Now that he's kind of finding his voice, he seems to be getting a bit more confident to to speak about issues and to speak about things. A lot of his yeah. kind of the Museum of London exhibition was about belief, finding belief, overcoming an adversity. Obviously, we know he's set up his charity now or his foundation, I believe we should say. I'm sure there's some difference somewhere along the line between the two um, that deals with kind of helping young people with their mental health and overcoming adversity and such. And it's just always part of the hurricane theme, isn't it? Like you say there, you know, I, I wouldn't have ever imagined him getting back to where he was, but yet he's here to prove us all wrong once again. And I mean, dare I say... When you really think about, I mean, let's let's call it his tenure, his time since coming to prominence in a Spurs shirt to now, I mean, really, the only player that's kind of come close to him in terms of a consistent return is Mo Salah, who is widely considered one of the greatest Premier League players of all time. And we've got Haaland kind of on the up at the moment. It's, it's very early to say, but I mean, this is... I think we really we really need to remind ourselves sometimes myself included that this is you know this is a lad that's come through our academy who is now a we we there is no way we could sign a player as good as harry kane you know there's just not a chance and so i I really like it's just that point of just kind of pressing on everybody just really enjoy this while we have this you know yeah it it is easy to forget right like but like you're saying there, we're talking about a player who, were it not for this absolute freak, Erling Haaland, who's come into the Premier League and is terrifying literally everybody in a manner like I've never seen happen in my entire life watching football. Apart from uh, apart from Joe Gomez and James Milner yesterday, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, fair. So, you know, and Harry Kane's second only to him in the league. I mean, this he's just... He, we are in the presence of greatness, right? We are living through kind of a, a great era with the club's greatest ever player. You know, yeah. we, we, there is a high chance, really high chance, this is it. Like, we don't we don't see this again in our lifetime, you know? I mean, when, when was the last time that, especially one of our own, because it does make a big, a big, big difference, even though it, it can sound a bit trite, it, it really does. When was the last time anyone got near him? At our club, you know? Ledley, um, probably, isn't it? Like that, and he's... Yeah, but was... even so, you know, it's... Not not for any fault of his own, you know, it was a lot more patchy, wasn't it? Um, to talk about this level of consistency for what? Seven seasons now, getting on for eight seasons. 
and he's always been up there as you know he, he, the amount of times as the only one our player of the year once or something like the fans player of the year which just says you know that it, it really does tell you how much he, he can be taken for granted um Definitely among Spurs fans, and you know he, he doesn't get anywhere near the kind of respect he deserves elsewhere. Even you know among pundits and stuff, opposition fans don't seem to like him at all. Which I mean, do you see all the I bollocks think... about the the pick for penalty? Like people are, Mate, I know, people are just <laughs> denying <laughs> what they are. It's just absurd, isn't it? You know, they're denying like, reality. It's like a fucking nineteen eighty four two plus two equals five shit. You've the, seen him get penalty, clattered yeah. by Pick. Pickford himself was holding his like head. In tackled his him with his fucking. Well, he tackled him with his fucking head. Like we didn't even tackle him. He got nowhere near the ball and just took him out. Pickford knew it was a penalty straight away. You know, I think it was Andros Townsend who literally plays for Everton. I know he's got Tottenham history and stuff, but he plays for Everton now. And he was saying straight after the game, I can't see how anyone's got any arguments about that. I think it's just, you know, it's one of those that somehow he's got a reputation and he, he can be clever when he's winning penalties. But, but you, I mean, you I, shared I that, you shared that, honestly, batshit. Um, thing that that fella shared where he's circling bits on images oh, saying yeah. this is textbook Harry Kane and, oh come yeah. on man like seriously yeah. it's just it's bizarre but I mean this he's just he's, um, he's unbelievable and I, I I think now you know I, I was sort of I was trying to make this case the other week that I get why people are probably still somewhat hurt I mean I take it less and less now but still Nobody liked it when he wanted to leave and go to Manchester no, City in the way it happened. But we also have to look at where Spurs were at that point, right? I was going to say, like, I think it was just the way it happened. I, I, I don't think um, many would begrudge him wanting to go at the time that he did. Um, I think it was just, you know, the, the Gary Neville interview and just it all seemed quite underhand um, and not what we'd, we've come to expect from him. Um, but as you say, given where Spurs were, given, you know, his age... Uh, how how well he was playing in comparison to most of his teammates, um, you know our managerial situation. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think he'll leave now. I think he'll be. I think he's with us for good. But I I do understand why he uh, he was definitely looking looking around uh, when he was. Um, you know, some people haven't forgiven him some points, um, but uh, <laughs> I, th- I think I have to be honest. I mean, if he was, you know. If it didn't look like he was um, giving his all every week, if it didn't look like he was committed, if it looked like he had you know one eye on the exit, then you know no, I wouldn't have. But I, I think he's he's very much all in now. Um, and yeah, I've, I've very much put that put that behind us. I tell you, I say us. It sounds like I'm in a relationship with him there. But um, yeah, I tell you, it'll be peak though. Is when uh, you know after all our going on about golf course interviews and stuff, the second we see Saka out on a golf course with Gary Neville. You know, ahead of a yeah, ahead of his exactly, potential yeah. move to Man City, it's a real case yeah. of. Did I say I hate golf course interviews with Gary yeah. Neville? I mean, I love them. Um, I do think Saka will end up there. Um, oh yeah, he's got City written all I over just, him. Yeah, I really, really think he has. I think he's incredibly pep. Um, and uh, yeah, if Arsenal, um, if this trajectory doesn't continue, I do think he'll end up at City within a couple of years. Hopefully, anyway, because uh, I'd like to be able to like him. Um, but as it's down the car, so right, it'd be absolutely delicious. Um, let's talk about so Basuma. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, absolutely. when he came on, and I mean it's it's tough, isn't it? Because right now you you can't break up Hoybier and Bentanko. They are they're probably our two best players this year. Um, you lump Kane in with that, I guess. Maybe you know, let's say they're of our three best players. 
They've got yeah. a real kind of partnership that a lot of the team stability is built upon now. With Richarlison seemingly out for quite some time now, it seems like he may well be missing the World Cup. Um, surely it suits everybody now to stick with the three in midfield, right? You'd think so, yeah. Just because it doesn't... I'm a little bit worried about Kulisevsky because it just seems to be one of those... You know, at the start it was yeah he'll be back next week. Then it's oh he's picked up another knock in training. Now it's you know I don't know if he spoke about it after. I don't know if Conte put a timeline or anything on it after the game. I imagine he was asked about it, but I haven't seen. Um, but it's a little bit concerning. <laughs> like he, he obviously wasn't even on the bench at the weekend. Uh, he was in the stands in a lovely Stone Island jacket. Um, <sighs> yeah, I'm a little bit worried about Kurzewski, and especially while he's out and Richarlison. We you know there's no there's no way we're going to play three up top, is there? Lucas Moore is not going to start Premier League games. Um, hopefully, anyway. Um, yeah, I think it has to be. Um, Conte was, you know, really, really happy with him by the sounds of it. He was praising him after the game. Um, you know, it, I think he said he doesn't think he's, he's ready for a two. Um, I think he said the best solution for him is to be with two and two in the middle. Um, and even Hoybier was speaking after it as well. He said he he, he feels like. Basuma coming on there uh, sort of freed him and, and Ben Sankor up as we saw with the goal. It was a perfect example, wasn't it? Really, you know, those two bursting forwards in the, whatever it was, 84th, 85th minute. Um, well, you know, they've got the security of Basuma there, but I thought he was just fantastic. I thought he was amazing. So wasn't he? Yeah, and yeah, I think, yeah. Was it, it was only a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Two or three weeks ago that Conte said um, it's still part of the tactical aspect that he, he needs to work on. But yeah, Conte sounded absolutely delighted with him. So I'd be very surprised if we don't see him. On Wednesday at United. Speaking of Richarlison, where where are you at on him, mate? I'd be interested to know what your kind of thoughts on him are because I am starting to see quite a few of the, not just kind of on the fence tweets about it, people actively being like, he's been a waste of money, he's shit kind of stuff. Well, that's fucking ridiculous. He's been here for two months. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I don't think we've seen him in his best position, which is in the middle, obviously. Um I don't know. I don't think he'd have he'd have played as much on the right if Kulisevsky didn't get injured. I know he started a couple of games ahead of Kulisevsky, which in hindsight looks a bit mad, um, considering how much we've missed Kulisevsky. Um I think Richarlison looked better on the left and he's a couple of his early appearances, even if they were on the bench, I thought he looked he, he made more of an impact there. Um I think it was Wolves, he came on and looked really good, Forest. Um uh what else was it? I can't remember. There was another game anyway early on, but he always came on and started on the left and I thought he looked a lot better there. Um so yeah, I just don't think we've seen him in his best position or his best two positions, to be honest. Um, I think if you put, you know, Kane or Son out on the right as well, it wouldn't look quite right. I know Son's played there a bit, but he's nowhere near the same. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll definitely reserve judgment until we've seen him have a few games um, in in one of his favourite positions, to be honest, because it, it it doesn't really seem to work on the right, especially when he's got Emerson Royale behind him, providing nothing. So you know, I don't know. Maybe, you know, if, in a few more games it might work with, with Doherty, but it doesn't look like we're going to see him anytime soon, does it? No. Um, it's, 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 it's hard to know, I mean, because it looked like from his reaction that he is going to be missing the World Cup. That's what he seems to... At least uh, yeah, I suppose he doesn't really... Yeah, he was in tears, wasn't he? I think he did an interview with um, Brazilian journalists in the, in the mix zone after and he was in tears. Um, but, you know, I don't know, he's a very emotional man. He's literally got, you know, the Brazil flag... Um, tattooed inside a heart on his chest doesn't he so I think yeah this was what he was looking to but one thing you, you, you can say is you know no matter how much he's he was looking forward to this World Cup I don't think he's 
you know, taking his foot off the gas at all. I think he's always given everything. Um, it hasn't always worked out and it hasn't worked out in terms of goal returns yet. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It didn't look great. I'd really hope for him that he's, he's not out of the World Cup. Um, but then, you know, if he is, that means Gabriel Jesus will go and he won't have a rest like um, like it looks like it was going to happen because he didn't seem to be getting a sniff um, when Richardson was fit and firing. So, yeah, it'd be an interesting one. But I do, I do feel really sorry for him because, I mean, you know, going into a World Cup as Brazil starting number nine, it doesn't really get any better for him, does it? No, I mean, that's kind of, you know, being R9, isn't it? Going into a yeah. World Cup in which I believe they're favourites or second favourites. Yeah, yeah. Between them and Argentina anyway, isn't it? Generally speaking, France as well. It's uh, it's good. I mean, I just think as well, right? He's, he's clearly a good influence around the place. He's clearly got a good attitude. Yeah. Like, I don't think we need to be making these kind of worried kind of decisions after two months that no, somebody isn't kind of, I mean we've seen enough quality I think I personally think we've seen enough quality from him to suggest that as an individual he's a very good player um, this system Definitely, yeah. might just not be the best for him right I now. think it, I mean I was more I was most excited when he signed because we, we, we had someone who could actually play in the middle and we you know it wouldn't have been the absolute end of the world if we rested Harry Kane for a game but Conte doesn't look like he's, he's ready to do that yet so it, I think that's probably partly why we haven't seen the best of Richarlison. Uh, you know, I think that his best has always come in the middle. And I do think we'll see that, you know, after the World Cup when, you know, the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup are all starting up and, you know, Harry Kane obviously can't play in all those games. So I do think that's when we'll see Richarlison in the middle and probably see the best of him. Um, I just, yeah, I think being shoved out on the right there because, you know, obviously you can't drop Kane and Son. Um, it's, it's not done him any favours. Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because... But- I mean, people forget as well. It's only literally probably a month ago, tops that people were saying Son has to be out of the team now and Richarlison has to start. You know that was yeah. the conversation at that point. Um, yeah. So things can change, you know. But it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Do you think we'll get more of an update today on his injury or? When's Con- depends when is Conte speaking today or is it tomorrow? Again, ahead of Man United, yeah. I think it's tomorrow. I'm not too sure, but yeah, I imagine I'll be asked about it then. But. I don't know. I think I think Richardson was just worried. He obviously doesn't know exactly what he's done, does he? I think he was just worried, as anyone will be now that gets injured, you know. Which is why, you know, it's I, I wouldn't expect anything less, but it's why I'm surprised at just how, you know, on it Harry Kane's been and how, you know, just relentless he's been um, with his running, you know, and just, just everything, given that, you know, the World Cup's in four weeks and he's, he's, he's England captain at probably be his last World Cup, you know, starting... He might might still be around when he's 32, 33 in the England setup, but this you know it's his last World Cup going in as captain, so you you wouldn't be surprised to see you know possibly players in that position take their foot off the gas a little bit and probably ease up and you know maybe even ask to be you know taken off when we're in comfortable positions, but that's just not Harry Kane at all, is it? Um, and I've been yeah just been with that without that but even with that in the back of his mind as well I've been so impressed with him recently I know we were talking about Richardson, but I've just naturally gravitated towards Harry Kane again it's uh, it's mad isn't it the world like you're just saying then it, it, I still just can't get used to this idea of the World Cup being in a couple of weeks or no, whatever a few yeah. weeks time you know it's... there's just going to be no build up to it like usually you have you know a good few weeks at least um, or at least three weeks between any Premier League and, and the World Cup, you know, so it gives people a chance to, you know, forget about the Premier League a bit and and, and look to that. But, you know, we're, what, we're going to have eight days between the last Premier League game and World Cup opening 
opening match is just it's just baffling to be honest. Um, it's not going to be quite the same, is it, in pubs chucking Guinness and red wine about? Is it the sort of definitely not? No, it's going to be very odd. It's going to be very odd. Mm. I saw actually, I saw a thing. Ego, this is um, it's a really sort out the the club versus country lot. Um, I saw on Twitter someone saying, "Would you take Arsenal winning the league if England won the World Cup?" No. 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 Absolutely not. Not I don't think I would either. Not a which chance. is fucking mental, isn't it? Yeah. No, but it's just no, not a chance. Like, no. Imagine how good that would be as well. England winning the fucking actual World Cup, Hurricane lifting that. But I don't know if I would either. It <laughs> would just it's it probably would, very sad, but it would be great <sighs> seeing Kane with a World Cup. But also, it wouldn't be good seeing them with that. You know, it just no, no, it wouldn't. I don't think I'd take either. <laughs> I couldn't because it would always be underpinned as well. It would be every time you know. What has Kane won? When you post that picture, it would always be, ha, ah, that's the season Arsenal won the thing forever yeah. in their shadow, all that type of bollocks, isn't it? Like, yeah. God, they just fucking they're the shadow over everything at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get through as much of this podcast before I really start fucking going into that one. Um, Romero in this game as well, looking, mm. I would say, close to back to his best. Did you yeah, see absolutely. his quotes that were shared the other day? The quotes that he was given to the Argentinian press. To the Argentinian press. Don't think so. He was just talking about like when he uh, just basically how much he loves Tottenham. Um, one of, here we go. One of his quotes: "We arrived in England with my wife, who was six or seven months pregnant, and we couldn't understand any English. But the fact is, this club is beautiful." No, oh, bless him. Uh, um, a few what other things just talking about. The pace of the Premier League is crazy, much different to Italy. There are games that I could play without being 100% fit in Syria. That doesn't happen here. Um, well, as we've seen. Yeah, and he's just talking about like, he's, he's basically saying how when he first came to the club, he would only really stick to the South Americans, whose friends with Chelsea and Bentancur when he arrived. Um, but now he just says he feels at home. He talks to everybody, and he's actually in charge of the music in the changing rooms before the games. So, uh, yeah, and he loves yeah, he loves Harry Kane as well. Says he's playing with the best striker in the world. So he fucking yes, knows he that, is. doesn't he? Um, yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was brilliant on Saturday, and he got a big kiss from Conte when he came off, which is a yeah, is obviously a good sign in terms of how Conte feels like he played. Um, yeah, it's just I'm a bit worried about him in the World Cup as well because I think he's probably going to go all the way. At least semis, you know, yeah. possibly final. Um, so I'm just hoping he comes back in decent nick from that, to be honest. Because he is a... Yeah, can be a bit of a dodgy one in terms of uh, in terms of injuries. But I absolutely adore Boke. Yeah, I think he's been brilliant the last couple of weeks. I think everyone's taken a step up since the Arsenal game, to be honest. And I think, yeah, he's one of them. He's been unbelievable, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Daddy Davies, Gentle Ben, started this game. Yeah. It's much... In my opinion... It's sort of in terms of their level. I think there's much of a muchness between Longley. The thing I, there's obviously differences, there's nuances in their play. I do like the control that Longley gives to us. He's, he's. I think he's got a sort of calmer presence. His yeah, passing's definitely. much better. But in games like this, like this Everton game, when we were playing on the front foot, when we clearly were going at them, pressing a bit more, I do quite like Ben Davis's more sort of direct dogged kind of pressuring and we we saw him kind of doing his thing that, that we don't really see from long lays getting up the pitch and supporting kind mm. of play in in the opposition half um 
do you see us like rotating between the two as and when required? Because it did seem strange to me that he started this one just as it seemed to be that Longley was our go-to guy now. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been really, really pleasantly surprised with Longley, to be honest. I, I, I've known he was a, a very, very decent, very handy footballer. But yeah, I just in terms of, as you said, how calm he's, how calm he's been, he doesn't look remotely phased about coming into, you know, a team like Tottenham in such a sort of high pressure with Conte, someone like Conte as your boss, screaming calm from the sidelines <laughs> that against Everton is very funny. If there's anything that's going to make you calm down, it's that, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I've just been so pleasant these prizes for a long way, to be honest. I think he's been brilliant. I'd be very surprised if um, if we didn't try and turn the loan into a permanent move. I think, you know, possibly a, 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 why a lot of fans were underwhelmed is just because, you know, at the start of the window, it was... Bastoni for 80 million being tower, wasn't it? And then there was a couple of other targets that we didn't get and we ended up with long lay on loan. So I think people's expectations were very low. But yeah, to be honest, if I was, if I was going to pick for a big game, I'd probably go with Longley. I thought he was possibly one of my best players against Arsenal as well. I know that's not, you know, there's not too many to choose from there. But in terms of in terms of him doing his job, I thought he was very solid. Um, and I'd probably go with him as a starter in a big game. But Saying that, Ben Davis has been pretty much faultless, hasn't he, since since Conte came in. Um, you know, Wales fans have been telling us for, I don't know, six, seven years that he's a left centre-back, not a left-back. Um, and yeah, he's been absolutely fantastic. I, w- I wouldn't really bat an eyelid, to be honest, if I saw either one of them starting. Um, yeah, I can see why Conte absolutely loves Ben Davis. He just epitomises it, doesn't he? His energy levels are just absolutely incredible. Um, and yeah, he's just an advert for for what Venture only did for that for those those players and their fitness levels as well because he's just he's absolutely relentless as you say it's it is pretty mad isn't it like just the kind of the level that this this team seems to be at and we are talking about the world cup just a minute ago and we've all been sort of thrown around in our own discussions and everything about managing the entire season right you want the, the are we playing sort of on the back foot slightly to conserve energy across this kind of mad month and all this type of stuff and it's sort of I don't know how deliberate or not it is but it just seems that our players are really really super fit and I think we have have we covered the most ground in the league again this year yeah we have yeah we we, we had before the Everton game at least and I can't imagine that changed then um, so maybe we're not playing that on the back foot really you know no I think t- I think we look like slow starters because it's later in the game and in the second half that you see our fitness compared to the, the opposition's really take hold. I think that, that has to be quite a big part of why we're so much better in the second half as opposed to any sort of, you know, anything Conte's been saying in terms of, you know, take it easy for the first 45. I can't imagine those words are ever coming out of his mouth. No. Um, so I just think, yeah, I think that our performances in the second half and the last 20 minutes of a lot of games, um, I think that just shows shows you know, how, how how fit we are compared to most other teams in this league. I mean, it just seems mad to me that, like, the part of our team that seems to really get the most ire from fans is our defence, but it's potentially been, like, the, the strongest part of our of our game this I year. I mean, yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean... I mean, like, I mean D- Dyer is it? I'll be interested... What, what are your thoughts on Dyer, man? Because, to me, I've, I can remember one error, right, which is... The, the game sort of in midweek but yeah, other than yeah. that I think he's been flawless for almost a majority of Conte's time at the club yeah honestly since since day one since Conte came in he's, he's just 
been such a you know such a presence in the middle of that that back three. Um, I think we you know I think it was it in the week did he come off for Sanchez? And I think we really really noticed that. Um, so yeah, that's that that would be a big worry if we uh, if we do have to go without Eric Dyer for an extended period of time, which is not something you know a lot of people would have said before Kante came in in the year or two before that. But yeah, he's just been such consistent presence and you know pretty much faultless as 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 Davis. You know, as you say, apart from the hiccup in in midweek, um, but I yeah, I absolutely love him. I think he's been fantastic, and I think he's in the best form that he's, he's been in for Tottenham, to be honest. Yeah, which I, you know, and he's got a massively overdue you know call up to to the England squad again. So, I mean, he's 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 got to be the one of the first names on that in that England squad. Yeah, right? I think he'll be starting now, which is remarkable considering you know the squad. You know, for for the was it those stupid Nations League games in the summer about a week after last season ended. But, you know, he was nowhere to be seen in that squad. And now he came in and played um, the last couple of games. And, yeah, I think he'll be starting without question. He has to, doesn't he? I mean, <laughs> they're not exactly blessed, are they? There, you know, I know Harry Maguire's still starting games and it sounds like he's probably going to be starting the World Cup, um, which, you know, is, is quite baffling. But then again, he hasn't done much wrong in any venture apart from, apart from that last game. So, who's who? But fuck England anyway, talking about Tottenham. Yeah, I love Eric Dyer. Uh, Matt Doherty as well. Are you? Do you think Conte sticks with him? He, he had a good game. Gave him a massive fucking hug. Kane's yeah. obviously been effusive in his praise for him. Well, that's because they're mates, isn't it? Well, they're like best time. mates, aren't they? Really? Yeah, they all have uh, that twat from Barstool Sports, don't they? So, yeah, I, I don't. Um, I'm, I'm not really on that whole thing. I, I hadn't realised he's like a proper wrong end. It's, yeah, it's not a great look is, for the yeah. lads, is it, really? It's not. No, I'm not going to make it. I saw this whole either. pizza thing. I was like, oh, quality, this is good fun. And then yeah. everybody was like, no, no, no. <laughs> this isn't, no, it's dreadful. It's this isn't dreadful good. Club. He's an awful man. Um, but no, just talk about the wholesome little film club instead instead, instead of that. Um, but yeah, no, Matt Doherty is, you know, I think, was it Conte said, that's a player I know after the game. Um, against Everton, gave him a big hug and Doherty looked absolutely delighted with it. Then he only was coming off and shaking everyone's hand on the bench. Um I thought he was fantastic, yeah. And I'd love to think that he's going to stick with him, but I just don't know. He it's going to be Emerson, right? Emerson. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I, the, to be honest, that, that red card against Arsenal has looked a bit of a blessing, to be honest. Just it, if, it, if it means that Dockett has been able to come back and play himself into form again and play himself into, you know, the forefront of Conte's thinking, then it will truly have been a blessing in disguise because I think we're, we're just so much better with him there. Obviously going forward, but I, I don't think he's really put a foot wrong defensively under Conte either, which was something that, you know, people were using as a stick to beat him with when he first joined. Playing in a back four as well, obviously, which is, is not his best position. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he, he'd absolutely be my starting start uh, wing back on the right. I thought him and Perisic on, on Saturday were both pretty, pretty faultless, to be honest. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Finding your perfect home was hard. But thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. 
So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Right, mate, we've gone, we've gone long enough in this podcast now. We've, we've hinted at it. We've sort of briefly touched on them, but... Because I don't, I I don't buy this whole bullshit. We should just focus on ourselves. We can't think about what Arsenal are doing. To me, in my what mind, choice do we have? We but have it, it it makes our achievements shit when they are top of the table and doing what they're doing at the moment. It doesn't make them I, shit. That that's that's OTT. But it takes the gloss off it. It does take the gloss off it. You know, seeing what they're doing at the moment. You're you're very much in the camp that it's all gonna, the wheels going to fall off, right? Do, but are, are you Absolutely, are yeah. you actually though, Connor? Are you just telling yourself yes. this, mate? No, I actually am. I, I really actually am. Um, you've seen the levels Liverpool had to get to in the last three or four years to challenge City for the league. They only managed one, um, and you know, obviously that had a big asterisk because it was a COVID season. Um, I just can't see anyone getting this City over thirty-eight games. Over 10 games, sure. Arsenal did it last season, didn't they? Went on some mad winning run. Um, and everyone thought, you know, they had fourth zoned up. And then they they lose one or two on the bounce and the momentum is just gone. I think they're too emotional. Um, I don't think they have a big enough squad to deal with that in the Europa League, especially when they're, you know, playing teams that, you know, fucking the England 11 from Soccer Aid couldn't beat. You know, fucking, they were heaping praise on themselves for beating Bodo Glimt. Uh, on Thursday, because apparently it's a difficult place to go, which is fucking horseshit. It isn't. Um, and you saw, to be honest, so they were fucking incredibly lucky against Leeds, right? And you know, our oh, sign of a good team winning said it when they're not playing well. Fucking nonsense. They're not getting away with that. Nine times out of ten, they don't get away with that result. Um, and it came directly after, a, you know, an, an away trip in the Europa League on Thursdays, which I think is going to be their, their undoing, to be honest. Um, I can't see them keeping pace with City while they're juggling that as well, especially when they're playing decent sides. You know, they've been playing four or five starters, you know, four or five that start in the Premier League in the Europa League. When they're playing, you know, bigger teams that have dropped out of the Champions League or whoever in the knockouts, they're pretty much going to have to go full strength in that and I think it's going to kill them because they just don't have the squad. They have a good first 11, a very good first 11 and obviously they're all on on, on brilliant form at the moment but they just don't have the squad for, for a sustained title challenge, especially when Man City are around. I mean, I do feel it, it does play into our favour that they are one of the favourites for the Europa League. And as much as it, I still think it would be disgusting to see them win that. I'd hate to see them win that. I'd, I'd, like, hate, I'd hate that, yeah. I like I'd having that over them. And I do think that, as such, I do think Arteta's in a very difficult position whereby if he throws the Europa League to focus on the Premier League, and then they don't win the Premier League, it's very easy at the end of the season to say, what the fuck were you doing, mate? Of course you weren't yeah. going to win the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly, yeah. So he is caught in that position where he does he does have to kind of juggle between the two. And and I do agree because one of the main things, I've, one of the things I've heard from some Spurs fans that I really don't agree with on them is that their squad is great. I don't, their squad isn't as good as ours even. No, and no, I don't no, think not. ours is amazing, you know. They haven't got the depth, you know, if... If Saka or Martinelli get get injured, who who comes in there in in their front three? Could you name a player? It's that you know they've got a young Brazilian lad called Marquinhos who's not. I mean he's done all right in the Europa League. He scored a goal in the Europa League. Um, it, he's not going to come in and start Premier League games. 
but he's going to have to if one of those two Martin Ellis stalling over a contract as well isn't he at the moment as Apparently I think, so, yeah. As I think Saliba is too, so it's, you know... It's... Well, he, Saliba was, got shown up yesterday as well. I mean, the momentum's with him at the moment and they're playing... This is my concern know. though, mate. This, I, like, for everything that everyone's saying, my big concern with them is momentum. Like, it isn't, it isn't every year a club gets this type of just feeling, right? We've, we've seen it before. We've, seen, we've kind of had that. We've come close. Obviously, yeah, not going what happened, across Jack. the line. I know... <laughs> Leicester, we've seen it with Liverpool in the past, and Arsenal are just that club at the moment. They are, they do have that. It's because this, they're very, very. They've always been capable. They were last season of putting together a run of form like this. They did last season. They went on a mad winning run. And then they lost three on the bounce, I think. But um, it's just, it's just because this run of forms come at the start of the season, and it's the first ten games. You know, they've won nine out of their first ten games. It sounds a lot better than if they do it in the middle of the season. You know, which we did. Was the other last season in in our run for fourth? Um, I just yeah, I can't see the momentum carrying throughout an entire league campaign with the Europa League. I think the Europa League should be killer. It makes such a difference playing on a Thursday than it does you know playing after everyone on on Sundays more often than not. Um, going into that competition later on, where they're going to have to play full strength teams, <laughs> they're not going to be anywhere near City. They will be within ten points of Man City come the end of the season. It's funny, um, and I don't think they'll be. You know, I think we'll be a fair few points ahead of them as well, to be honest. Don't you think the way the media talks about them, though, it it does help the them. MSM. Remember, I'm part of the MSM, Jack. Yeah, you are. You are. And that's kind of why it's a it's a probing question to you, I guess. You know, are you going to Go show on. your true colours and show you're a man of the people, Connor? Yeah. Are you going to, you know, whatever? I don't. Know. I kind of know where that's going, but basically, <laughs> <laughs> look, you know, they they're it takes them winning a couple of games for the press to speak about him in glowing terms. It's always the Arsenal are back and all that type of shit. Whereas already we're seeing with us, we're having a fucking amazing year. Like we're actually having a fucking amazing season and it's, the focus is entirely on Tottenham are boring. Can Tottenham sustain this? Is, you know, do you know what I mean? We we know the narrative. We know what it is. It just feels like it always favours them. It feels like the sort of the talk of them being this giant that has reawoken and all this sort of stuff it, it rattles opposition players a bit it gets into their heads you know yeah, it's like I, they, I, they worry more about playing Arsenal this sort of this phoenix from the from the ashes type of thing as opposed to Tottenham who are always going to bottle it who always have a wobble in them you know I think a part of it is that we haven't seen Arsenal in this position for well good well I don't know eight or nine years they had a couple couple of times under Wenger in his late years they were top of Christmas and stuff top of Christmas is fucking mid-October by the way they were top of Christmas they ended up absolutely nowhere near um, it's, you know it's, it's just something new isn't it I think that's what the press are latching on to is it's new you know they're a young team playing you know good football I think that's pretty much what they've latched on to to be honest I think everyone expected City to be seven or eight points ahead at this you know after after a couple of games this season and they're not so I think you know it's something different isn't it it's a novelty which is which is what they are and it'll wear off. Um, they've just their their run of form this season just happens to have come in the first ten games instead of halfway through the season, as I said a minute ago. Um, but no, I, I'm I'm not worried about it lasting. To be honest, mate. You I think me. they know deep down as well, don't they? Like they're, don't they're acting like competition winners at the moment, aren't they? Oh, look at us top of the league. Who'd have thought? You know, like like some massive underdogs like Arteta hasn't spent half a billion. You know, 
<laughs> they're not some plucky little it's not it's not Leicester is it they've spent half a billion pounds putting it together a very 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 expensive squad of, of very good players so you know it's saying that I still don't think they're good enough um, I think they'll finish fourth probably I think it'll be uh, City probably us and, and Chelsea in there um, I'm not convinced on Man United which I'm saying 48 hours before we play them so that's that's not going to come back to bite anyone um, but no I'm just I'm just not convinced by them to be honest I don't think it will take much to, to, to burst her bubble. I'm, honestly, I couldn't tell you how desperate I am to see. Just their, their fans are out of control at the moment, man. Like, Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. They're acting like competition when they're getting carried away and stuff. Um, you know, whereas, you know, but in, in their thinking, they, they feel like that's where they should be. But that's, they're not acting like they're where they should be. They're acting like they, you know, it's taken them by surprise as much as it has anyone else. Um, and nobody, you know, Nobody else, I didn't expect them to be top of the table after ten games having won nine. Nobody did, but I, it's, it's just it's just not going to last. And I'm, no, I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. But the mad thing is, that's we should honest, that's honest. we should be excited. We should be the fucking competition winners. We're the ones that have never seen our team win a Premier League. You know, like yeah. we're the ones that should be absolutely buzzing. But we're just so wrecked with anxiety. Anytime we get I'm anywhere not. near to it, no, <laughs> no. What do you mean getting this what title? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Whenever Spurs are in a good place, I always get into this place. Where I'm like, fucking hell, every game is must win. Well, they would be, if, lose but it's ten, it's 10 games in, not 35. So that's why nobody's getting nervous. They're just enjoying it now, aren't they? They haven't really got anything to lose. You know, I did a tweet yesterday saying, you know, it'll be the bottling of all, bottling of the ages if they do it four points clear at the top after 10 games, which somehow got taken seriously by a couple of people. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're. <laughs> no way would their asses not go if they were there with 10 games left instead of 10 games in um, they, they just haven't got it in them I'd say it hasn't got it in them uh, no I'm not I'm not really worried about Arsenal mate it, it's funny isn't it the, the, the one thing I will say that gives me confidence about us and not even in the in the extent that oh, it gives me confidence that we can win the title but that we can sustain what we're doing at the moment is that like you were you, touched on there and you, you see the conversation around us about how emotional it is how much they're putting into every game with us it just it feels very clinical and yeah, this this, yeah. this example keeps being used but we do we feel like his Chelsea team the one that we lost the title to in 16-17 yeah. that, I, like. I can see why opposition fans wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't like it or enjoy it because it's annoying you know that, that Chelsea team was very very annoying obviously for us for the reason that they they're the reason we didn't win the league. Um, so I think he, he knows us one there. Um, but yeah, I think we're a very annoying team for everyone else, which is great because, you know, you know, <laughs> it's, it's been a while since we were really, really getting under people's skin, you know, because we've just... It's growing, isn't there it, for as a well? Years. It definitely is growing, yeah. The, the last two weeks, as I say, I think since since the Arsenal defeat, you know, we it's not been quite the sort of, you know, overnight change that it, it, it was for, for Conte when, you know, people were talking about when he lost there with Chelsea. Um, it's not been quite the sort of, you know, we've not seen a, you know, we've seen a formation tweaks and he's done it a couple of times in games. We've not seen one one sort of big change that, you know, has led to a, some some mad winning run. But I, I do get the feeling that it has been a bit of a catalyst just just seeing us in the last in the last couple of weeks. Um, I think we're playing better than we were even when, you know, we, we, we were winning all those games before before the derby. Um, it just feels to me like something's clicked. Um, and I, yeah, I think we look quite 
quite relentless at the moment in terms of how we're going about things and, and picking up points where we are. Are we? Uh, I'm not sure either fan base are, to be fair. But are we? Are we emotionally there, mate? Are we emotionally, mentally strong enough to potentially weather a title race with Arsenal? Because that. No. <laughs> I mean, this is. Can you imagine it, mate? Because this, this is, this is the ultimate fifty-fifty. This is abject misery or joy that I think surpasses even Amsterdam mate if we if we did that imagine oh, of course yeah imagine an Aguero moment last game of the season we've been talking about Harry Kane wanting to see him lift a trophy and yeah. all this if it <laughs> if he seals the golden boot he scores his 47th goal of the season <laughs> when he goes mad at the end of the year because he's realized that Harland Harland is 12 goals ahead of him so he scores 15 goals against Leicester towards the end of the season and one of those he, he goals. He did that before, didn't he? Pretty much, anyway. <laughs> I think it was the end of sixteen, seventeen, was it? He, he scored. He scored six goals, didn't he? In like two I games. I think he scored seven in three. Yeah. <laughs> to get a golden boot, I think four against Leicester was it, and four against no three against Hull. I can't remember anyway. Yeah. He just goes into his let's go mode. Doesn't yeah, exactly. He? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But uh, that, yeah. How I mean, can can you can you can you just do you think? Here's a question. Oh. Do you reckon you'd have a beer, kind of, if if we beat Arsenal to the title? I think I might. I think I might treat myself to, uh, you know, a, a can of Lucky Saint or something. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think the, the only reason that's not going to happen is Man City, to be honest. I think it could well have happened this season if Man City weren't a thing. I think it'll probably be a three-way title race, to be honest. I do think we'll be up there. Um, saying that, I think Arsenal will probably drop off before that, so... I don't think that's going to have to... I don't think we're going to have to go through that, thankfully. I never ever want to go through that. I know I've been um, quite uh, boisterous about my feelings towards Arsenal and their potential for success this season. But no, I don't I don't never want to go through a title race with them, ever. But it might no, be no, the no. case, mate. It might, like... This nah, because is... City are going to be there. They're not going to go anywhere, man. They'll, they'll be there. They'll be nearing... They'll be going for 100 points again. They won't get there. They'll be going for 90 odd, but they'll be going for it. Um I just can't see them falling away unless unless Harlan gets injured, which he which he has before. You know, had periods out for Dortmund. Um, I do I wonder with them. Don't, I don't see how they don't piss the league, man. I really don't. I don't know because I do wonder with them as well. I do wonder how, as much as we talk about him being this freak and everything, how sustainable Harlan's form has been. De Bruyne is not getting any younger. Their defense. Is a bit, you know, is a bit shaky. I th- I, I, yeah, I think the Walker injury is big as well. I think City can be got at, you know, that's the thing. I don't well, Liverpool, think... showed, Liverpool showed yesterday, I mean, I thought City were absolute shit yesterday, to be honest, bar a couple of attacks that they put together, some nice moves for the goal that was obviously chalked out, and there were a couple of times where, you know, they eventually got it to Haaland, who had a couple of free headers that, that didn't quite go in. Um, apart from that, I think they looked, I think they were pretty poor, which... It, that can happen at, you know, I say at Anfield, I know that's, I, I do think that atmosphere is a bit of a myth, but there are these big games where they can really get up for it. Um, and City do tend to crumble there. You know, they've only won there, perhaps only won there without a crowd. So that was obviously something to do with it, but I just, I, I can't see them dropping enough points to, to make a title race particularly interesting, to be honest. Um, you know, they're just relentless, aren't they? You know they're gonna have they're gonna have the odd game like Liverpool. You know on another day they could have won that, uh, having not played particularly well. Um, 
but I just I really just can't see them not being there. It's shite though, isn't it? Because great, yeah. you know, they'll stop. They'll stop them. Stop um, Arsenal winning the league potentially or whatever. But it's just going a bit. It's going a bit SPL, isn't it? Really in the Premier League. Yeah, but one good team instead of two. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know. Man. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I really don't think anyone's going to get anywhere near C. But I, I, I do tip us for a second. Not to get carried away, but I do. Do you think Liverpool are going to come back into it at all? Uh, no, I no, I, I think they've been so far off it this season, and I think uh, I think yesterday was just one of those games, you know, where it was just one on emotion, and it was one on you know being at Anfield, and you know, I think everyone had written them off, you know, before a ball was kicked yesterday, and I think it all just sort of came together, you know, they had injuries and stuff that people are talking about. Haaland's going to score three or four. Um, I think just having watched Liverpool, you know, in the Premier League, I know they smack Rangers, you know, whatever. But um, no, I think yesterday was more of a one-off for Liverpool than a, a turning point, to be honest. I think they'll, they, they'll still be challenging for, for top four, but it doesn't really seem like it's going to happen for them this season. It's mad, isn't it? Um, let's, let's sort of turn our attention briefly to Tottenham against Manchester United coming up. I mean, my entire life, it's not been a happy hunting ground for us, Old Trafford. Uh, you yeah. could probably say that for most teams, really. It's just it's one of those grounds, isn't it? Are you have you been that impressed by Ten Hag? Are you? I'm sort. Of, I don't know why. I'm quietly confident about us actually coming away three points. <laughs> I don't know. I was last season as well when we went there and ended up somehow losing. Was it three two Ronaldo hat trick? Yeah, just absurd that wasn't it. I still get annoyed about that game for some reason. Um, oh, he did as a he did as a lane as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, he was bang out of form as well, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, I think both times. Him. Yeah, um, and I think he'll probably start again. He's been starting. Rashford's been a bit out of favour, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Ronaldo starts again. I don't know, man. I think we should should go there and beat him. I have I've been fairly impressed in just how you know how organised they've looked compared to you know recent years. Um, they've looked pretty steady. Um, I've not, you know, I thought they were decent against Liverpool and Arsenal in terms of counter attacking. I don't think they're going to do that to us, to be honest. Um, you know, partly because it's not how we play, but I just, I, I think we'll be okay there. Um, I don't know. It's just going to Old Trafford, isn't it? It's apart from again, you know, a, a, a game without fans of the the six one under Jose. It, it's usually pretty bad. I know we won there a couple of times, sort of. 2012-13 um, but I just I just don't associate it with good memories for Tottenham but I still just look at them I look at United right now and I just think they're shite you know I don't really yeah. think they weren't there's, there's, they weren't great yesterday there's nobody in their team that scares me that's what I would say I, I don't I don't feel intimidated by Manchester United at all I, I'm remed to be seeing how good Ten Hag is or not but yeah, no, it's even no. signing I'm not, I'm not convinced. What I'm they dropped this? What they dropped this year? About close to two, three hundred mil on Anthony Casemiro and Martinez, right? Yeah, record their record window. Yeah, and do you take any of them at Spurs? Casemiro, I'd probably take. I guess I'd probably take Anthony as well, not for eighty-five million. Um, 
I'd take him as a squad option. I'm not, you know, I'm saying all this, but he's obviously going to fucking score on Wednesday. Yeah. But, you know, his finishing's looked all right. He's got a couple of goals, hasn't he? He's got a really good goal at City when they got absolutely battered. Um, I don't know. I think he's been all right, Anthony. I'd take Casemiro in our squad, obviously. You would, wouldn't you? Yeah, Um, of course. He's he's only you know he started I know he started yesterday for them but he hasn't but, been starting what, much at all. I guess I guess my point is more because it, it makes me sound a bit silly but it's like you don't look at really any of those and think oh they they definitely head and sh- they easily walk into our team you know no 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 not at all no the only one I, I quite like is Ericsson. <laughs> I think uh, I think he's been brilliant for them um, and they missed him a lot yesterday against Newcastle um, I think they they probably would have won that with with Ericsson in that team I think they. Yeah, it's just his creativity that even someone like Bruno Fernandes can't replicate at all. He's, he's been pretty dog shit this season, Bruno. Um, their fans seem to have turned on him quite a lot as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I saw know. Alex Shaw I, I sincerely on the ESPN hope, having a yeah. big like, dig at him. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I sincerely hope Ericsson's not, um, not, not ready to play. I know he was only ill yesterday, I think, Ten Hag said, so he might be back. I, I really hope he doesn't start. If, if Ericsson's not starting, then I'm... I'm a lot more confident, to be honest. I still think you can get it, Ericsson now, though. You know, you can, but he can he can definitely get it you as well. He, he just can pick passes that that nobody else in their team can. Um, he, he he was instrumental in in the game against you know where they beat Arsenal as well. That that they don't they don't win that game without Ericsson. Um, so yeah, a little bit worried about him. Um, not just because of the narrative, just because he's been brilliant um, this season. If he's not playing, then I'm I'm pretty confident. Um, if I, he if he is, I don't know. I hate to say it, but I think looking at Manchester United, they are an example to me of, you know, when you kind of, and you know, I, I do like doing it. I do enjoy doing it. Sort of taking away from Manchester City success and Pep Guardiola's ability. But when you look at kind of the amount of money that Manchester United continue to spend, and they're just, I don't know chronic state of being average really mm. I can't help but look at City and think you know what yeah I know they spend a lot of money I know they are breaking football but they are still very smart the way they're going well, about Well City haven't spent much much more if at all than United since Pep joined they've just done it a lot better you know I'm sure their I wage mean, bill is disgraceful as well that's It probably thing. is but so is Man United Man United is ridiculous yeah, yeah, Ronaldo was on 500k last 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 um Last season, uh, they just don't, you know, they're not owned by an oil state, so they don't quite get the same, oh, well, what are you going to do about them? Because they just haven't spent well, <laughs> whereas Man City have. But, I mean, they've um, got, the thing about United is that they've got that same thing as Madrid, where, like you say, I, I, I get it, they're not owned by oil states, but they are still, they're still establishment clubs, right? Madrid and yeah, of course. United, and they get money from all over the fucking place because of the power of their brand and people want to be associated with them. So yeah. they are, they're just as they're, they're financially doped in a more complex way than the acute way in which somebody like city or PSG are right. Yeah. Well, to be fair, the Glazers have been using Man United's money for this. Whereas, you know, city's owners have obviously put a lot in themselves. Um, so that, that is the difference, but yeah, that there's, they're spending the last few years. has just been absolutely obscene. And yeah, you're right. I really wouldn't take many of their players at Tottenham. I'd still take Rashford. To be honest, I still like Rashford. Yeah, I like him. Um, but, but is that is that because you like him though? That's that's what I sort of asked. Myself. No, I think he's a good player. I think he's a good player, and I think he he was pretty much back at it for for a good few weeks this season before I think he got injured and then he's been out of the team again. 
I've always had a soft um, spot for Martial as well, to be fair. Yeah, I like Martial. Again, he's, he's got a couple this season as well. Um, yeah, I, 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 I know he scored a hatch against us last season, but I'd rather Ronaldo played <laughs> Wednesday than, than Rashford or, or Martial, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a really tough one to call. I, we, you know, we went there last season, we were a lot better than them. You know, we had momentum and that happened, you know. Um, I know. <laughs> Yeah, Ronaldo's probably not going to score another hat trick, is he? But I don't know. You, you can never rule it out. He he seems to score against us every time he fucking plays. Even you know those times that time he batted Real Madrid, he still got the goal. Um, he used to score against us in his first stint. He's scored against us every time he's played us since he's been back. I don't know. I think if we, I think it's all on how clinical we are. Really, you know, there's been games where we've had chances like at, at, at Arsenal where we broke free a few times in that first half and the final ball wasn't there we have to take those on Wednesday um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see us get, get two or three there um, do, it's just yeah do, do you want to see him because I, I I mean I, I want to see us play with the three in midfield at all times but in this case because yeah. I feel like we've got a match because they're going to what probably have if we look at their last game they had Fred Casemiro and uh, Fernandez. Is as there? Yeah, Fernandez is, is not. He's not really. A, you know, he seems to be spending more time trying to join the attack than than being part of that midfield. So I do think if we do start those three lads in there, I think that would definitely give us a bit of an advantage in there. And I think Basuma would definitely help with Ericsson as well. Um, Ericsson's you know, sort of 50-50 now, It yeah. seems to be right. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I I don't think we have a choice now given the Richarlison injury and Kuzevsky's obviously not going to be fit to start. So. I'd be very, very surprised if we if we didn't go with that three in midfield, um, which I, I really like to be honest, and I, I will be more confident if we do that because um, I just think we look a lot more a lot more composed. I think it it seems to benefit Kane and Son those two playing in tandem up there together. Um, so yeah, to be honest, I don't know. I I would be pretty confident if we go there with the team that that we expect, um, but who knows, man? Cristiano Ronaldo. It is pretty mad, isn't it? So, I mean, ahead of the World Cup, look, we got United. In, this is in the Premier League, anyway. We got yeah. United away, Newcastle home, Bournemouth away, Liverpool at home, Leeds at home, Brentford. Away. Leeds at home, the last game, isn't it? Yeah, Leeds. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, Brentford away is Boxing Day, I think. Yeah, it um, is, yeah. I yeah, I I just really really want to beat Liverpool. I really want to beat Liverpool. I know, I know, we we properly rattled them last season because they only got two points against us, and especially the one at Anfield. Um, but we just owe them, man. We, we haven't beat them for what is it, five years? That that four-one at Wembley. Um, I can't believe we haven't beat them for that long. <laughs> Given they've, you know, they've had they've had two, three seasons since then where they've been amazing, but they've also had a couple of really off seasons where we just still never ever seem to beat them. I'd really, really, really love to beat them at home. That'd be a huge game, that. Obviously Wednesdays as well, but I just really want to be
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.